This is section 85 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Introducing Winston S. Churchill. Grand Ballroom, Hotel Waldorf Astoria, New York, December 12, 1900. Read by John Greenman. Mr. Churchill and I do not agree on the righteousness of the South African War, but that is of no consequence. There is no place where people all think alike. Well, there is heaven. There they do, but let us hope it won't be so always. For years I have been a self-appointed missionary, and have wrought zealously for my cause, the joining together of America and the motherland in bonds of friendship, esteem, and affection, an alliance of the heart which should permanently and beneficently influence the political relations of the two countries. Wherever I have stood before a gathering of Americans or Englishmen, in England, India, Australia, or elsewhere, I have urged my mission, and warmed it up with compliments to both countries, and pointed out how nearly alike the two peoples are in character and spirit. They ought to be united. Behold America, the refuge of the homeless, the hunted, the oppressed from everywhere, who can pay ten dollars admission anyone except a chinaman standing up for human rights everywhere even helping to make china admit the foreigner when she didn't want him and to let him in free when she wanted to charge him fifty dollars if he was a harmless christian or kill him if he was a missionary and how england mother of human liberty uttered that great word, The slave that sets his foot upon English soil is free, and with her strong hand made that gospel good in every acre of that vast empire whose dominions girdle the globe, and how unselfishly England has wrought for the open door for all, and how nobly and piously America also has stood for that same door in all cases where it wasn't her own, and how generous we have been, and how generous England has been in not requiring fancy rates for extinguishing missionaries the way Germany does, but willing to take produce for them, uh, firecrackers and tea while germany has to have territory and cash and monuments and any other loot that's in reach and memorial churches and has thus made true changes of heart and regeneration and the other details of german trinity so expensive that china won't be able to afford german missionaries any more till she gets in better shape financially and how self-respectingly england and america have refrained from imitating german bluster 
German rapacity, the mailed fist with a burglar's jimmy in it, and the investing mouth above it, which alternately chortles bargain-counter piety and no quarter according to the state of the market, and how nobly and shamefacedly we both stood timorously by at port arthur and wept sweetly and sympathizingly and shone while france and germany helped russia to rob the japanese and how gallantly we went to the rescue of poor cuba friendless despairing borne down by centuries of bitter slavery and broke off her chains and set her free with approving england at our back in an attitude toward european powers which did us good service in those days and we confess it now yes as a missionary i have sung this song of praise and still sing it and yet i think that england sinned in getting into a war in south africa which she could have avoided without loss of credit or dignity just as i think we have sinned in crowding ourselves into a war in the philippines on the same terms mr churchill will tell you about the war in south africa and he is competent he fought and wrote through it himself and he made a record there which would be a proud one for a man twice his age by his father he is english by his mother he is american to my mind the blend which makes the perfect man we are now on the friendliest terms with england mainly through my missionary efforts i suppose and i am glad we have always been kin kin in blood kin in religion kin in representative government kin in ideals kin in just and lofty purposes and now we are kin in sin the harmony is complete the blend is perfect like mr churchill himself whom I now have the honor to present to you. End of Introducing Winston S. Churchill Read by John Greenman